0: You're listening to Kyle
1: Warren. You know, if you could bring twenty-five to 40,000 jobs to your area, wouldn't that be considered a major victory, a major coup? Wouldn't you work hard to have that happen? Wouldn't you be happy that a large company wanted to come in and bring that many jobs uh, to your citizens. Well, that's, of course, exactly what Amazon tried to do back in 2019. And guess who put the brakes on that and drove them out? Well, it was AOC, of course, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But today she's essentially gloating that she was somehow right about that. It was the right decision because of what's happening to Amazon in Virginia. Was she clarifying it? Don't think so. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome, everyone, around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday-slash-weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week, if that's even humanly possible. And as always, we do our level best. To send you off into your weekend with a smile. Thank you very much. A singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program today. Folks, welcome to the show, The Kyle Warren Show. I am Kyle Warren, and I am glad uh, to be with you here on this Friday, March the 3rd. 2023 and boy do we have an awful lot to tell you about on the program today we are going to talk about AOC we're going to talk about her you know was she clairvoyant really about what was happening with Amazon back in 2019 and this somehow justifies you know her driving them out and not coming into the area well I don't really think so of course uh, but we'll tell you the details about that what's happening and you know uh, Governor Yunkin in Virginia actually went to some links to try to get Amazon to come in and uh, create their headquarters, their second headquarters there. Uh, so we'll talk about that on the program today. We'll also talk more about uh, the economy. Uh, we've got uh, some things to talk about for Joe Biden um, and uh, much more. There's a great piece about uh, about Joe Biden uh, enabling, essentially, the, uh, the the kinds of extremism that we're seeing. Uh, going on, and then also, uh, you know, those videos are going to be released uh, from uh, the uh, January sixth uh, uh, events of January sixth. Uh, you may have heard Tucker Carlson from Fox News is going to be able to review them and uh, so forth. But Adam Schiff, right, representative from right here in my state of California, old Adam Schiff, right, he's he's got this theory, <clears throat> okay, he's got this theory about why the video of what happened that day is actually being released and you're just it's going to blow your mind when you hear this but you know i was kind of waiting for adam schiff to come up with something kind of weird and kooky about this um and it's it's taken this long i guess for him to do that so we're gonna listen in and see what adam schiff has to say if nothing it's always entertaining Uh, from adam schiff because don't forget folks adam schiff was the one who told us that all of the russian collusion evidence and all that that was all it was it was all in the public domain basically it was just look around like open your eyes and just look around and you'll see it and um and of course you know uh he was just uh, you know, just blowing smoke at that point. But it doesn't matter because it's all about the messaging. We've talked about that before. It's all about the messaging. So we got that to talk about. We've got a lot. It's just This is my point. we got a lot to talk about on the program today. Thank you again for listening. Glad to have you with us. And also, welcome to everybody who's finding this program from my appearances on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce along some of the uh, Salem Network and also along the GCN Network. Work as well. And each morning, 2 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, we start up and we start talking about all the day's events, the political news, and also the breaking news that's happening uh, overnight in America. And you'd be surprised uh, what is happening overnight in America. And we've got truckers listening. We've got overnight workers listening. We've got Amazon workers listening. We've got all kinds of people listening all over the country and also all over the world via the internet as well. We know because we hear from them, and uh, so I do invite you uh, to join us, of course, on the Captain's America Third Watch. I'll be on later this morning, uh, or actually early Saturday morning, because it'll be Friday night for me, early Saturday morning for the Captain. He's in Tampa, Florida, broadcasting from his uh, flagship station of AM860 The Answer, and so I invite you to go to kylewarrenshow.com, that's kylewarrenshow.com, for links to listen live to AM860 The Answer, or you can also listen to the GCN network work feed we have a link there as well or you can go to the captains america third that's the captains america third and you'll find out more about the program how you can listen and also how you can call in and opine and by the way you can go to kyle warren show.com as well if you want to send me a direct message we do appreciate that we'll give you a shout out here on the program if you let me know where you're listening from and we always are uh, happy uh, to hear from you all right so we got a lot on our plate today we're going to get started here in just a moment uh oh and by the way uh this isn't going to happen in this segment but as we move through one more thing you, you've got it you've got to stick around for this okay you've you've got to stick around for this and that is joe biden is saying that democrats have provided quote a little bit of breathing room unquote for people's home budgets uh honestly folks we, we can't make this stuff up we cannot make this stuff up really can't but here's something else the president said uh, I believe earlier uh, today, I believe, and here's uh, Joe Biden. Uh, he was in Capitol Hill and one some reporter had uh, uh, had shouted a question about his announcing for president. Now you may remember that Dr. Jill said, well, you know he's almost he's almost he's almost ready. He's almost ready to announce that he's running for president, right? And you would think, that he would just—I don't know—announce it, just just come out and say it. You know, he is the president. Uh, you know, it's midway, you know, through his first term here, and and uh, typically, you know, presidents want to seek a second term. So, you know, of course, we could get into a lot of the uh, sort of I think behind the scenes machinations, as it were, about uh, who the Democrat Party elite really want to be the nominee. Uh, it's not Joe Biden, I think, and it's not. Kamala Harris. I think they want to get those two as far away from the ticket as possible. But here's what President Biden said, uh, standing there, I believe, on Capitol Hill uh, t- uh, earlier today with uh, with Chuck Schumer of all people. So let's let's listen into what uh, what the question is and his response. When will you announce your
2: reelection,
1: sir? When I <laughs> 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 will when, when will you announce your re-election, sir? When I announce it. <laughs> oh well, I guess so. I mean, come on. I mean, are, is, is it really that much of a of a secret? Well, I think it does speak volumes that they're not You're moving forward easily. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So,
0: we'll save money.
1: Yes,
2: and we can use that money to increase my allowance.
3: Right. <laughs> Wise guy.
2: Worth a try. So, you got that?
3: Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy.
1: After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station, and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com.
0: I'm Ronitra host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren.
1: Yes, it is. And welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Thank you, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great lead in and liner. We're going to hear a brand new Edwards Notebook later on here in the program. And folks, uh, don't forget, you can go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast. You can tell your friends about the show you can find us on social media you can send me a direct message all that and much more kyle and we keep going up and up and up just like the music is doing right there right now and uh, that's because of one reason and one reason only you the listener we really appreciate everything that you're doing. We thank you for sharing the program on social media, for liking the posts uh, about the program and uh, for just telling your friends about the program. We sure appreciate it and uh, we're here because of you and we really, really do appreciate it. And by the way, don't forget, uh, you can uh, hear me later on this uh, this evening or this morning, depending on your time zone, on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com That's KyleWarrenShow.com Look for links to listen live to AM The answer to the Captain's America Third Watch with host Captain Matt Bruce, of course. And uh, we hope to see you there. That's 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, you can also call in and opine at that program uh, as well. And by the way, folks, Captain Matt Bruce uh, has asked me to tell all the people listening to this program about the good people at MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com, Mike Lindell's MyPillow company, of course. And um, you can go to MyPillow.com right now. Scroll down to where you find the Radio Listener Special section and uh, click on that. You'll see all of the great offers uh, that they have going at MyPillow.com right now. And uh, by the way, um, I love the MyPillow slippers. Uh, Mrs. Professor gave me the slippers for Christmas. They're really keeping my feet warm here during these very cold nights uh, here in Southern California. It's been getting down to about, I think it was 41 degrees Um, early early this morning I woke up a little bit earlier and it was 41 degrees outside Uh, so it's definitely getting cold and uh, almost uh, you know colder than I think it's ever really been Uh, but my my pillow slippers keep my feet toasty warm you can count on them I can absolutely endorse them and tell you how great they are Mrs. Professor has her slippers as well and uh, they really 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 are a godsend also we sleep on the Giza sheets Every night we can recommend those everybody in my family has a MyPillow and so you definitely want uh, to check out MyPillow.com and I almost forgot to say and and this is really great uh, the towel set the MyPillow towel set friends you won't buy another towel set after or another kind of towel set after you get the MyPillow towels they really are that great and I use them every day and I'm glad that we have them Uh, so MyPillow.com now when you go there and you shop and you find what you want uh, you definitely want to use the promo code CAPTAIN that's the promo code CAPTAIN and uh, when you get ready to check out uh, and that's going to open up the savings and the deep discounts uh, promo code CAPTAIN MyPillow.com you'll be helping out this program and the CAPTAIN program as well and also my pillows and my pillow products they all make really great gifts too so i know christmas has passed but uh for birthdays and that kind of thing definitely check out mypillow.com. okay so uh we're going to talk a little about aoc here in just a little bit but we'll stay on joe biden uh topic here for just a moment because of course this whole idea when he said uh, when he was asked um uh, when, are you, when are you going to announce that you're running? And he said, Well, when I announce it, like it's a big joke or something like that. Um, and uh, uh, I really think, folks, that there is stuff going on behind the scenes. I really think that there's stuff going on behind the scenes that, uh, that uh, is, uh, likely can result in Joe Biden either being challenged or where he simply says, I'm not going to be running. I'm I, I I'm going to I've uh, I've fought the good fight and I'm I've, you know, accomplished my mission, basically, uh, even though right now they're saying and some of those carrying the water for the for the president are saying, no, he's still got to finish the job, finish the job. Well, I guess you can only finish the job six years from now, I guess. Why can't we finish the job sooner than that? The American people probably are wondering. But that's, of course, a political sort of slogan uh, to use. Well, we're going to finish the job, you know, four more years to finish the job. I don't know, folks. I don't Maybe we'll be finished if we if he gets four more years. I just don't know. Uh, I have a pretty good idea. But the idea, of course, is that I think the Democrat Party elite know that Joe Biden is, um, you know, sort of foundering in very real ways. Now, it's no fun. It's 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 sad to talk about the issues, the physical issues that Joe Biden obviously has, the medical issues, the physical uh, ailments, and so forth that have really uh, sort of dragged him down. Um, that's no fun to watch for anybody, uh, and uh, so we don't take any pleasure in that. We don't we don't uh, revel in that, but it is a practical consideration. And Joe Biden at the time, of course, they, they, they elevated Joe Biden. You're going to be running for president and, and uh, this kind of stuff, uh, I think, so that they could counter Trump. And so you had the, 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 the Joe Biden in the basement, the adults waiting to finally come back in and make sense of this whole world, make sense of everything, make sense of COVID. But where are we now? After Joe Biden became president, just really kind of two short years ago. We're, there's a war in Ukraine that's going to draw peop- more and more countries in. It, it's going to draw, uh, I, I believe, the United States into much more commitment. I'm not saying troops. I'm not saying boots on the ground. But there's going to be an escalation. We're watching what China is doing. China's going to re- reunify a- sooner than later. And that also is coming into play. China's relationship with Russia is coming into play. And Joe Biden just seems like he's out to lunch. He just doesn't know what's happening or, or what, what to do next. It's, it's really, really insane. So I, I do think that uh, it's going to be very difficult for Joe Biden to uh, sell himself to the American people again. Somehow that it, it's everything's on track. Uh, and by the way... Uh, by even saying that and i don't mean that in any pun way of at all but his response to east palestine in the train derailment is obscene it's terrible and i think folks that the american people even democrats not just democrat party elite but rank and file democrats are going to be looking for somebody else that other person, by the way, is not going to be Kamala Harris. There's there's no there's there's just no way at all that she is somehow viable, you know, because earlier on she didn't get any votes. Right. She got like almost zero votes, like some small per, one, two percent or something in some uh, in some primary polling. Right. But she wasn't a vote getter. And now she's vice president. But even and here's here's the funny part. Right. Even being vice president, she hasn't been able to create the persona or create that uh, that air of gravitas or whatever it is to say she would be a viable uh, presidential candidate or even, quote, could take over for the presidency if, the, God forbid, that would have to happen, right? This, my friends just shows how far the Democrats have foundered in all of this so they will look for somebody else if that is that Gavin Newsom well now he's got this thing he's taken some personal travel time where California is inundated with snow and freezing and all this other kind of stuff and the horrible torrential rains pounding day after day for weeks on end we finally have a little bit of respite at least in my area and so that that doesn't look good but Gavin Newsom overall uh, maybe I guess, for lack of a better expression, their best choice for something like this. So we will we will see. But Joe Biden, uh, I don't think is uh, is. Uh, I mean, they may even announce that he's running at some. Who knows? But uh, whether or not he's able to have the support, I don't think so. I think the country has left Joe Biden. Um, Now, that does bring up Trump. That does bring up Trump. Now, does Trump easily sort of, uh, um, you know, just sort of pick up all that anti Biden support? Uh, I I just don't uh, the anti Biden thoughts or feelings. I don't I don't necessarily think so. I, I do think that both men are going to have sort of a core base of people who are going to support them literally no matter what, in terms of if they're running for president. But I think that the overall larger electorate may, uh, while they're not necessarily anti-Trump per se, they may wish to see a different candidate, a different uh, uh, a, a different person sort of emerge um, and, uh, and be able to run for president. Is that Ron DeSantis? He's not declared, obviously. Will he declare? Remains to be seen. He certainly seems to be going through a lot of these motions right now that you would do if you wanted to declare for president at some point in the near term, but it remains to be seen. Mike Pompeo hasn't declared. But what I'm getting at is that people will want to see somebody else. And it's not necessarily because they don't want the Trump policies, uh, but uh, I I think that they— are simply looking at a sort of a new a new era dawning in American politics in American politics. All right folks, quick break. When we come back, we have so much to tell you about. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi folks, this is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more, so stay right there. Hi folks, this is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren show.
0: One of the major reasons Patrick Henry bravely helped fight for the independence of the United States was taxation without representation. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. Today, we the people of the United States are amongst the most highly taxed on earth. But that is not enough for the greedy political hucksters in Washington, D.C. and some states like California, Today, the federal government rarely, if at all, governs on behalf of our interests. Multiple billions of our hard-earned tax dollars are taken from us to be spent on the support of millions and millions of illegal border crossers who are now living high off the hog because the government, without our permission, has welcomed in over 30 million illegal border crossers. The government elected officials... Were elected to represent we the people, but are now representing foreigners, including criminals and terrorists, instead of us Americans. That, my fellow sovereign souls, is taxation without representation. I say it's high time for a new revelation. What say you? I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RunEdwage.com
3: You're listening to Carolina Mark the way
0: baby
1: as you walk through the office. You should see me on the All right. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through the Friday Slash Weekend Edition. It is Friday, March 3rd, 2023. Glad to be with you. And we have so much more uh, to tell you about as uh, we head through uh, the program today. Uh, We talked a lot about Joe Biden. uh, So I wanted to start talking a little bit about AOC. We have a Joe Biden clip, by the way, we're going to get to here in just a little bit as we move through the second half of the show today. Uh, but I will mention this, of course, South Carolina attorney uh, Alex Murdaugh has now been sentenced to life for uh, the terrible murder of his wife and son. This is just a, a horrible a horrible thing uh that that has happened uh with the murder of these two people uh and of course the trial went on for some 6 weeks uh we were talking about it just earlier this morning on the captain's america of course because uh, the news was breaking uh, just earlier uh from there that uh, the jury had deliberated for just some 3 hours after some 76 witnesses 6 weeks of of trial as i was just saying and all this testimony all this evidence And it took the jury three hours uh, to return a guilty verdict on both counts. And um, so it tells me that the moment the jury went back into the jury room, there was not really any sort of disagreement um, in principle, I think, about the guilt of of Alex Murdaugh. And um, it's it's also very interesting to me that a lot of this case, too, had to do with evidence taken from electronics, uh, from his iPhone or the, his uh, cellular phone, uh, showing his location, and this kind of thing I heard talk about. They could perhaps t- uh, see if he was pacing back and forth or how many steps it would be uh, from here to there, uh, this kind of thing. And it was um, uh, something that went into uh, the... Um, it went into the the body of evidence that uh, helped to convict this man, and uh, of course, moving back just a few short years, uh, that would not necessarily have have been the case uh, to bring in that kind of evidence. So this trial could be a, a real watershed in the in the history of of uh, murder trials because it is now sort of the advent of having a lot of that digital data, that data shadow uh, that could be brought in as evidence uh, in uh, in a criminal uh, in a criminal proceeding. So. Uh, uh, and I, I think again, the jurors did think he was he was guilty um he certainly uh and I, I did hear an interesting sort of perspective and that was he kept telling the jury how at that time uh he had been a drug addict and he stole and he lied and he did all these things and i think that really also stuck with the jury in addition to the evidence that the prosecution had done and the prosecution seems to have uh, have uh, have brought this in beyond a reasonable doubt um and uh, so but all that goes together and when you're at when and you're, you're in an actual murder trial. Um, so he's been sentenced to life imprisonment um, he will be back in court of course for other counts of uh, theft and fraud from what i understand and uh, so he will still be facing charges on uh, on other egregious things but of course the capital crime of murder uh, is uh, now been uh, now been decided by a jury so he will spend the rest of his life uh, in in prison um, okay also uh we wanted to talk About uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Now, evidently, folks, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is now telling us somehow that she is right. Okay, that she was right for (laughs) for for keeping Amazon out of New York City. This from the Washington Examiner. Representative Ocasio, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Democrat of New York, gloated. Over her objection to housing an Amazon headquarters in New York City after its construction near Washington, D.C. was halted amid large job cuts. Orcasio Cortez said the halting of construction vindicated her concerns that the project was a, quote, scam of public funds, unquote. When I opposed this Amazon project coming to New York, B.C., it was a scam of public funds. The whole power establishment came after us, she tweeted. Billboards went up in Times Square denouncing me. Powerful polls promised revenge. Op-eds and CEOs insulted my intelligence. And in the end, we were right, unquote, says Ocasio-Cortez. She says, I know I'll never get an apology uh, for that time, but it was worth it, she continued. We protected New Yorkers from a scam deal to drain public dollars from schools and infrastructure in exchange for empty promises of Amazon jobs without guarantees or guardrails. Sadly, cities who took it are suffering. Okay, now Amazon said the pause in construction of its planned two point one million square foot office near the Pentagon uh, Metropolitan Park was only temporary and will resume in June. The Washington Examiner reached out to Governor Glenn Youngkin for comment on the project. Uh, Amazon said its new headquarters was projected to house 50,000 employees and bring billions in funding for local workers. Virginia fought off several other states. This is key. Virginia fought off several other states uh, in, in its pursuit of attracting the tech giant to settle just outside the nation's capital. While the big uh, big tech behemoth has poured funding into the region and its surrounding neighborhoods in anticipation of the new building, it has suffered steep financial losses after it built itself up during the pandemic. Since November 2022, Amazon has cut more than 18,000 workers and scaled back projects in other states. Well, I don't know if AOC is just clairvoyant. You know, obviously she's going to want to use this as a um, Uh, As a springboard for more notoriety and get on the news and that kind of thing. But it seems to me, though, too, folks, that it's not just the pandemic, it's not just the pandemic that I think necessarily really affects Amazon overall, because most people I know buy stuff online. Okay, Uh, especially this last Christmas time, a lot of people, myself included, they would they would buy things online and it was some of the stores. If I went out to a brick and mortar store, it wasn't really all that busy, per se. And this last year, I actually got my act together. I actually I actually was out there and I did my Christmas shopping earlier than I typically would. And so I got a chance to sort of be out there and uh, it's the one year, you know, I think I'm going to beat the crowds and it wasn't as crowded as before. And that's because a lot of people were, were buying online. So I don't necessarily think that it's only that explanation, but I do think because at the time when Amazon also, by the way, you know, uh, there was no pandemic, by the way, there was no pandemic. Oh, now it sounds like Joe Biden. Oh my goodness. I'm whispering at the microphone. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, he didn't have a microphone right near him when they asked him if he was going to announce because I'm sure if he did, he would have leaned into the microphone and you know what's coming. He would have said, when I announce it, right? <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he would have done. But it seems to me that um, the economy was was doing a lot better back then, and uh, you know, uh, Amazon, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez back then did not want Amazon to come there. She thought that you know she was developing, I, I, at least from my perspective, you know her cred for you know I kept a big I kept the big company out and this kind of stuff, and uh, so now she's gloating. Now she looks like I was clairvoyant. You know, I, I just I don't buy it. I don't I don't think she was all that all that uh, uh, clairvoyant. Uh, But there is something else, though, that's going on. This from CNBC. When we think about building headquarters and we think about office space and where are people going to work, we'll get this. The pandemic era trend of working from home remains a key feature. Again, this from CNBC of the U.S. job market and is likely to stay entrenched as a permanent perk. For a broad swath of American workforce, according to labor economists. The pre pandemic baseline of going into an office five days a week, quote, is dead, unquote. For many workers, said Nick Bunker, an economist at job site Indeed. Remote work is here to stay, Bunker said. Uh, in 2019, about 5% of uh, full-time work was done from home. The share ballooned to more than 60% in April and May 2020 in the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, said Nicholas Bloom, an economist at Stanford University, who has researched remote work for two decades. That's the equivalent to almost 40 years of pre-pandemic growth virtually overnight, his research showed. The share of remote work has steadily declined to about 27% today, but is likely to stabilize around 25%, a five-fold increase uh, relative to 2019, Bloom said. That's huge, he said. It's almost impossible to find anything in economics that changes at such speed that goes up by 500%. And uh, so, again, uh, of course, uh, the article goes on, initially, remote work was necessary to contain the spread of the virus. And we've had a lot of technical advances. And that's really that's really for sure. There's a lot. People found out how they could do a lot of things remotely without having to be in an office. So what's going to happen to a lot of that office space? I think that's a really, really good question. You know, there's there'll be a glut in in many ways of office space, that brings about its own problems too for the real estate market and cities and stuff like that. Lower your chances of
3: stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's Plug Into E-Cycling Partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these Groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov plugin
0: in sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action Live. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit takeyourgeneratoroutside.com. Have you saved a life today?
2: We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that.
3: Have you saved a life today?
2: I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My
1: blood helps heart patients or accident victims.
3: Have you saved a life today? No. But today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE.
1: Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow.
0: You're listening to Kyle One.
1: And we continue racing through, rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. Don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's Warrenshow.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Send me a direct message. We like to get them, and uh, we will give you a shout-out here on the program if you let us know where you're listening from. And uh, let's continue on with the uh, program. All right, so there is so much more to tell you about on the uh, show today. Uh, okay, now we mentioned about Adam Schiff. Let's hear just a brief clip. Of Adam Schiff, Representative Adam Schiff, who's, um, you know, I'm sure he wants to be senator as well. Uh, but uh, Congressman <laughs> for now Adam Schiff and by the way I do want to say Dianne Feinstein um, Senator Feinstein she has been hospitalized and last I heard she was hospitalized uh, with shingles she was supposed to be released I think in the near term and that she would make a full recovery and of course uh, we send her our best wishes uh, for that recovery uh, and uh, you know it's, uh, it's a, that's a, um, a terrible, terrible affliction and so we do wish her the very best to, to get better. Um, okay, so let's listen to Adam Schiff and his theories about January 6th and the videos being released uh, to the Tucker Carlson program at Fox News uh, for review by Kevin McCarthy. Let's let's listen in. This is what from is CNN. By, by, pardon me, MSNBC.
2: People who have seen all this footage, do you understand from where you sit with that perspective why McCarthy released all of it to Tucker Carlson and why Republicans are interested in releasing it to the insurrectionists who stand accused of crimes. Okay,
1: stop right there. I I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the intro? the intro? Are you What's going on with Tucker Carlson? They gave it to Tucker Carlson and Fox News, you know, Don't you think MSNBC would love to get their hands on all that video and 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 pour through it and all this kind of stuff? I mean, uh, jealous much? I'm wondering. Let's let's continue.
3: Well, you know, I understand it at one level. At another, it's completely inexplicable. But I think this is Kevin McCarthy uh, making promises to the most extreme elements of his conference in order to get the title speaker. Uh, literally giving away the House, in this case, giving away the security of the House to get those votes. Uh, And of all the people to give it to, someone who is essentially a right-wing entertainer on Fox who has pushed out uh, false flag conspiracy theories about January 6th, this is who you're going to trust with this footage? Uh, But it just goes from bad to worse. The idea now that this footage is going to be made aware, made available to uh, the insurrectionists, those that were charged with beating police officers, uh, with uh, breaking uh, glass in the Capitol to get in, uh, who were threatening uh, lawmakers at the time. Uh, you know, what people I think need to understand is to the degree that footage is relevant to any of their defenses, the Justice Department is already obligated to give them a narrow set of video But what McCarthy is apparently going to do is give them everything or access to everything, which means that video that has nothing to do with their defense will be provided to them. So what? They could be more successful in the next attack on the Capitol. It's really hard to fathom.
1: More successful in their next attack on the Capitol. You know, this is, I I knew it would take him a little while to come up with something like that. And he finally did. Talk about being an entertainer, uh, you know. I got to tell you, Adam Schiff, who told us that all the Russian collusion stuff was in the public domain, and it was it was so easy to see, and it was all going to be vindicated, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We just really got to listen to Adam Schiff. Well, first and foremost, of course... Uh, I think it goes without saying uh, we don't endorse anyone who did anything at the Capitol on January the 6th uh, such that they broke in or defaced anything or attacked anybody or did anything like that. They should never have entered into the building. And I've been very, very clear on that. That's always been my position. We also know, we also know, and people are being prosecuted for it, by the way. Okay. As, as they should now, Given that that's what we know and that's what we saw happen, the video can only help to get a better understanding of exactly what happened that day. It's not a roadmap, Adam Schiff, for uh, for for attackers to do a better attack next time, because Adam Schiff, don't you recall? And you were in, and you're in the Congress, you're in the House, and your speaker, your leader, Nancy Pelosi, right? She is in charge, ultimately, of capital security. She did not accept, from what I understand... Uh, the offer of having extra security, National Guard troops as offered by President Trump, uh, the the uh, protesters, what have you, and I'm not going to get in because we could do a whole show on all the stuff of all the other sort of weirdos and crackpots that were there, and also of course, uh, the Antifa that seemed to sort of show up there as well, which you don't really hear about because it doesn't fit the narrative. Now again, I don't think people should have gone in the Capitol. I don't think they should have done what they, what they did, okay? They could have protested outside they could have made their voice heard and the election was going to be certified and you can't interfere with that and all that I think is just uh, goes without saying uh, but I want to be clear but Adam Schiff um, you could have had the security at the Capitol they should have never ever been allowed to get that close. So they could break windows and get in and do all this stuff. They should have never been allowed to get there. Why were some of these things being opened up for them? Why wasn't the extra security uh, being um, brought on for that? When it was entirely foreseeable that you might have an angry mob, okay? It was entirely foreseeable of that. So I would throw it all back on you, Adam Schiff. I would throw it all back on you to say, you've got this crazy theory About, well, it's going to be a better attack next time. Okay, you're talking about that. But wait a minute, the attack should have never occurred in the first place. And you got to ask yourself who does it really benefit? Well, it allows the Democrats and the far left in this country, once the attack occurs or once the event unfolds, then you can go out there and say, look at these extremists, they're they're insurrectionists, and uh, you've got to listen to us, we've got to stamp all of them out now, and we really need some more power. And we really really need to be able to do that. So it really is, you know, by not having the extra security and all that, you could make the argument that, hey, wait a minute, this is actually good for the far left because they can use it in their, you guessed it, their messaging because that's what the left is all about. They're all about the messaging such that they can uh, uh, create the illusion that things are good. And talk about creating the illusion that things are good. Listen to Joe Biden again. we got to think just enough time for this. Listen to Joe Biden talking about... (laughs) <laughs> How the uh, uh, Democrats have have really really been successful for people out there. Let's listen. No actual crisis here. This is
2: entirely a crisis of their making. If it occurs, Democrats believe in paying America's bills, so the American people will rest assured the Democrats will stick together on this. And folks, here's the bottom line: Our plan is working. It's growing the economy. It's reducing the deficit. It's fiscally responsible. Well, we've got more to do. We've made a lot of progress, but families across the country are starting to breathe just a little bit easier. As my dad would say, "Just a little easier." We just got to keep going, folks. And folks, working together, I know we will. Again, to quote my dad, he used to say, "Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect." It's about being able to look your kid in the eye and say, "Honey, it's going to be okay." I'm not making that—that's what he would actually say. And we weren't poor. My dad was a middle-class wage earner. He didn't go to college, his great regret, but he managed a dealership. My dad—we li- lived in a three-bedroom house, and as, they were, as things were being, you know, suburbia was being filled in with new developments. We had four kids and a grandpa living with us.
1: We thought we were just fine. Okay so there's Joe Biden and he's talking about all the old times and that's fine but his notion of course is that they're making they're giving people breathing room R- really <laughs> I just I can't imagine anybody out there who thinks they've got a lot more breathing room right now because Democrats and the Biden administration have made things so much better on their budget now of course I think he's also talking about the the uh, the debt ceiling and all this other stuff but Generally speaking, do you think, do you feel that the Democrats have made things all that better? Or do you feel that things are actually kind of worse? Again, this is my point. It's the messaging. The messaging that they're giving is not for real. It, they're, it's, we've done all this stuff. It's all we reduced the deficit. It's all good. And everybody is supposed to say, oh, I guess it really is. Well, it's really not that good, is it? I hate to say. Folks, thanks for listening. We will see you next time and on the radio tonight. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.